0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to What's Holding You Back, episode 15. We are super excited to be back with another incredible episode to serve you so you can understand your unlimited potential. Our main mission and purpose behind recording these podcasts are to bring guests which can help you understand that you are the creator of your life. You have full control over your life and you can live the life of your dreams by breaking past the limitations you have created for yourself.
1: Today's topic is for all the aspiring entrepreneurs who have the burning desire on starting their new venture, but they don't know how to even begin or who have already started this journey. I always believe that the problem that you're trying to solve should be worth fighting for and you should be passionate about it. Therefore, the why should be very strong that keeps you going. We all have so many good ideas, but they never get executed because we never go all in. So if you have a problem, you strongly believe that it's worth solving, then you should go all in. You never know that the idea can that idea can change your life and other others' lives around you. Before we introduce our amazing guest, I want to leave you with this quote by Les Brown: "The wealthiest place on the planet is a graveyard because in the graveyard we find inventions that we were." that were never exposed to, ideas, dreams that never came into reality, hopes and aspirations that never acted upon. You don't want this to be you. So take that risk now. Today's guest is one of the most awaited guests on our podcast. I don't have to say much to introduce him. He was a speaker and presentation skills coach at that conference and and he also is a co-founder of the app called Ori, which is which is an AI speech coach, which was founded in 2016. It is a public speaking app that has helped over 300,000 people. I repeat, 300,000 people speak more clearly and confidently with AI feedback. I personally think this is an amazing idea. In 2021, he also got to be on Forbes 30 Under 30. Please help me introduce today, Danish Damani. Welcome to What's Holding You Back. We are super grateful to have you today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, Danish, so much. Okay, so Danish, let's start, start off with our first question. So can you please first tell me a bit about your journey from going to university to being a co-founder of Ori?
2: For me, going to university was just like a blueprint process, right? Everyone knows what the blueprint of life is hey, go to high school after high school, you need to go to college after college, do a job. And that was the blueprint I was following. In my blueprint, it wasn't, okay, after college, I'm gonna find a, found a company and start a company like Ori. That was not the case. And with Ori, it just came about because I was at a hackathon trying to build something that could help me improve my resume. So that ultimately I get the job I wanted, which was either at SpaceX or Tesla because I wanted to work for Elon Musk. I loved him. That was the trajectory I was on. And by happenstance, I was at the right place at the right time with the right type of people. We ended up founding Orai. and not just founding it but actually scaling it, raising venture capital and taking it to where it is today.
0: Wow, that, wow, that sounds amazing. Like your whole journey from being just an idea and you've taken it here. So I think that's a huge journey, right?
1: Absolutely. And you don't know, like, how an idea can, you know, can change your life, right? And I like like it did in your case, um, where you were completely unaware um, in terms of, you know, you were following your standard university j- journey and then afterwards getting a job. But then, you know, you 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 went about uh, trying something that was different. Um, so I think that's completely yeah. uh, aspiring and um, really, really interesting.
0: And one My more life. thing is like, I think you never closed yourself to opportunities. Absolutely. So you were open, even though you were trying to follow the same route, you were still very open. I think that's, that's very important in life. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Some, some people call that luck. Yeah, I I think about it as yes. When you're lucky, you're at the right place at the right time. How can you maximize your luck by being at more places at more times?
1: Absolutely. Very true. Absolutely. And, and surrounding yourself with the right people because then that exposes you to like more opportunities like, like it did in your case. Um, let's move on to the next question. Um, uh, how does it feed seeing or I help hundreds of thousands of people around the world? And if you can tell a story uh, that, you know, that has, that has impacted someone.
2: Yeah, we have to ask why do people start companies? From my experience, the best people or the most inspirational are those who found companies when they're solving a problem. And a problem not just for 10 people, 100 people, but a problem that maybe 100,000 or a million or even a billion people face. Those are the entrepreneurs that really inspire me, like Steve Jobs, like Elon Musk, and many others. Same thing with me. If I end up spending five years, eight years of my prime time I don't just wanna be solving any problem. I wanna solve a problem that can actually impact hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people and millions of people across the globe. And just like what Steve Jobs said, make a dent in the universe. That's what I aspire to do. And when I see or I actually being used by hundreds of thousands of people, that's what gives me that job satisfaction, that satisfaction of being an entrepreneur where you have with your team, of course, being able to take something that's in your mind, do something and get it out there that is being used, but also helping them improve their quality of life. One example would be a teacher who came up to me and said, Danish, after we implemented ORI in the school, it has just helped our students go from zero to one so quickly. I remember there was this girl, this in girl in second grade, Danish, who would literally, hide outside the classroom and I, when the class would start, I would have to go and look for her and she would be hiding somewhere in the section where you store your bags. And now after three, four months of using Ori and implementing it in the classroom, she is just turned from an introvert to an extrovert or someone who would fear speaking to someone who can now, hi, pick me, pick me, that type of people. And if I can do that at a great level of two, Imagine what kind of exponential and dominant effect that would have on that person's life and the lives of others around them for years and decades to come. That's what inspires me.
1: Absolutely. I think I love the way when you talked about the problem rather than the product, because a lot of the time, you know, we we talk about the product, right? We never talk about the problem and bigger the problem is and bigger the change that we can bring in the world. Um, I love that. And I actually faced with um, a lot of confident issues as well when I was young. Um, and I wish that there was an app, like, you know, uh, in my childhood, that could help me. Um, so I think it's it's just amazing. And I think it's a problem that not only kids face, but a lot of adults face as well. Um, and, you know, people think when when we when we when we look up and a confident person we think you know they might have years and years of experience but everything comes with practice and i think your app can kind of really help them master that
2: yeah, yeah. and even for you it's never too late Absolutely. there's no finish line in this yeah. journey of becoming a better speaker yeah. whether you're a second grader or an executive of a company mm. we all can always improve including myself
0: So true. So true. I think Danish, you're creating a history, I think definitely like it's amazing because that girl, you've changed her life. Mm. Now she will change so many people's life around her. So I think that's so great. Like when, you know, it's it's great making money and stuff, but seeing like, you know, people truly getting impacted Then that's what makes you fulfilled as a person. And I think that's what would keep me going. So I think you're doing an amazing job with that idea. Um, okay, so let's move on to the next question. So how did Ori go from being an idea to an app? Like, what were the steps that you did you take?
2: I wish I could say, hey, we had an idea, <laughs> idea, and then we did this, and then we did that, and now we raised money, and now it is a success. It's not like that. There, mm-hmm. There were no steps we followed, even though we tried. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was a mechanical engineer, I love to dissect How to solve problems and yes i did read books on 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 how to create businesses how to scale businesses i read everything out there on that as well but ultimately the way we took this from an idea to an app was literally trial and error this was five six years ago trial and error we made many mistakes sometimes we succeeded many times we failed and we just iterated quickly The thing that kept us going was this passion within us that we have to solve this problem. Most people, they have an amazing idea, but they're not so motivated that it just fizzles out. Mm. They'll be joining workshops. They'll go to these conferences. They'll be like, yes, I'm going to do this idea. And then three months in, they realize that they haven't hit the traction that they needed to see or this magical promise that they were promised in the world of entrepreneurship that's going to be easy and you'll be in the in tech crunch and wired and people will be recording you for podcasts and interviews and you'll be on the Forbes thirty in the 30 it doesn't happen in three months you give up mm-hmm. well the reality is this took me four or five years to get to where i am today and it is hard so going from an idea to an app for us personally trial and error
0: yeah definitely it's not a straight journey it goes you know it's up and down so I think as you're saying trial and error. it's your I think your why was very strong right you knew that and I think sometimes it's like your intuition too you know that this is something like could help so many people so you cannot give up on it so easily people do give up on it really easily but it's about how much do you want it to work I think that's very key.
1: Absolutely, I think your purpose and why is always really, really important. Doesn't matter whatever you do in your life, whether it's a job or whether it's is a business. I think your why plays a very important role. Um, and you know, you, you talk about any goal in life. You talk about starting a business or becoming um, of um, you know uh, starting in your fitness journey. Could be anything. Your why, your purpose, is plays a very, very important role, and that kind of keeps you going. Um, so let's move on to the next question. Um, can you tell? all the future entrepreneurs, what step you should take from having an idea to actually executing? I think you kind of briefly touched on it, but maybe you can expand on it. Yeah.
2: So I said for myself, going from an idea to an app was trial and error, but I have learned the secret to actually how you can get from here to here without making the mistakes that I made. And to summarize that, I call it the napkin business plan. This napkin business plan can be literally written on a napkin and it has only answers to four questions. If you can do that, that'll insanely save you a year or two of hard work, of mistakes and those up and downs, and it'll be more steady up and up, up and up. So what are those four questions? It all starts with the person you are solving the problem for. So it's the person in the center. The question one is... Who is the person you are solving the problem for? And we need to describe it in one sentence. The second question is, what is the problem that you're solving for? And again, the answer needs to be in one sentence. The third question is, how big is this problem? And then the fourth and final one is, what is the willingness to pay to solve this problem? If you can answer these four questions, you have literally saved a year or two that most entrepreneurs miss out on. Literally the path that most entrepreneurs follow is, aha, I have an idea. I just came out of the shower, let me write it down. Next step, I need to find a CTO or technical co-founder so I can build this idea. They go to meetups, they go to hackathons, they put out on the LinkedIn, on their Instagram, they find someone or they don't, they go on Upwork.com and find a developer in India, or somewhere else where they might not have the budget to just solve the problem and they go ahead and build an app and then they launch the app on the app store all of this they might have spent seven months they did not do the napkin business plan. they've sent, spent seven months they launched the app no one is using it or very handful of people are using it and now they're at a roadblock that's what happens with majority of the entrepreneurs instead if you can follow this napkin business plan What happens is you figure out whether the problem you're solving is actually a problem or is it just a nice to have? Are you creating a flappy bird that people will just play for a little bit and then it'll die down? Or are you creating something that can actually help improve the quality of life of millions of people? Now that's the napkin business plan. Let's use Ori as an example. Who is the person you're solving the problem for? Initially I made the mistake I said, everyone. That's the number one mistake you can make when you're trying to solve a problem for everyone. It needs to be very specific. Literally, the more narrow you can go, the easier you're making your life. So let's narrow it down. We're gonna focus, not everyone anywhere in the world, we're just gonna focus in Philadelphia, New York area, because I was close to there. And who should we focus on? Let's just focus on college students and young professionals, male, female, age 18 to 25. Now I've literally narrowed down by geography, by age range and let's even narrow it down further and say those going into the technology field. I've narrowed it down further. Now I can literally go on LinkedIn or events where I know exactly where my customers are gonna be. So that's number one. That's what narrow down really means. The second one was, what is the problem you're solving? Now you as an entrepreneur might have an intuitive gut feeling what that might be, but you need to validate that by talking to these people. So you need to write down, I have a hypothesis that this is a problem. You go out there and talk to 30, 40, 50 of this persona that you just wrote down and tell them, hey, I'm trying to solve this problem. Is this really a problem for you? Is this in the top three things that you actually think about? Does this keep you awake at night? And if it's not a real problem, you will really feel it. Where you're really trying to convince them that this is a problem. And they're not the ones telling you, wow, how did you know that I have that problem? You just feel this thing. And it's a real problem when you use problem words. I'm struggling. I am stressed. I wish someone could solve this problem. When people start using those words, that's when you know you have a real problem. the third one is how big the problem is you can either multiply the number of persona there is who have that problem or you can assess how much money is actually spent with solving that problem today and then lastly willingness to pay you won't know anywhere else aside from going back to those 20 30 40 people and asking them hey if i solve this problem would you be willing to pay five dollars a month hundred dollars a month and you need yeses for that. Or even people saying, oh, take my wallet, sign me up. Here, take my business card. When you have this problem solved, call me. Now, if you noticed in the last five minutes or so, I never mentioned an app. I never mentioned a solution. You're not even thinking about solutions right now. You're only thinking about problem and you're trying to validate whether the problem is real or not. If it is, and you've checked box your napkin business plan, then you get to step two, which is actually creating a solution, and that's another ball game.
1: Absolutely, I think that's amazing. I think, as I kind of said before, as well, we always concentrate on the on the product, but uh, I think a problem is the most important thing, right? Um, and if we nail the problem down, then you know the next step could be kind of uh, you know creating an app or whatever the solution is. The problem is the most important thing.
0: Perfectly explained, Anish. I think these steps, I think if we follow, we will save huge amounts of time. So thank you so much for giving such valuable advice. Uh, moving on uh, to the next question. So what are some of the tips? I think you've given quite already so much, but I think if you've missed anything out, so what are some of the tips you can give to an entrepreneur aspiring entrepreneur on things to do or things not to do? Any things that you missed?
2: Cool. So imagine you are on track to doing your napkin business plan. It takes you one or two months. That's it. Shouldn't take you longer than that. What you need to do is have discipline and have focus. I love this book that I read. It's called The Power of One, something like that. And it it all talks about how focusing on just one thing can go miles and miles for you. Instead of trying to think of solving two, three different things and two, three different problems or for two, three different personas or different business models. No, that's just going to work against you. Already solving a problem and starting a business is hard. Why add more probabilities to your failure? Instead, choose one and just focus on that until you hit a roadblock. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so
0: true. Because... If we just focus on one, you actually can get from A to B rather than being stuck and, you know, having so many things, you get so confused. Like even in normal day-to-day things, we try to do so many things at one time. And as we all know, we get nowhere. So you're exactly right. Focusing on one problem, going all in, and then I think you're more likely to get the exact result, right?
1: Absolutely. And I think I think our mind is kind of um, programmed um, to think of multiple things in, in real life anyways you know uh, and we are so much distracted by things like social media and other stuff uh, that automatically we, we tend to I know it's quite unrelated but we tend to um, you know uh, concentrate on even when coming up with a uh, you, know, you know problem we, we tend to come up with multiple problems rather than concentrating on one so I think that's that's kind of the key concentrating on one problem and then going from from there so moving on to the next question um, can you please tell uh, what were the things that went w- well when you were working on orion what didn't go as expected
2: i think i hinted on this a little bit yeah. where yeah. most things do not go well but then there are those some things that go really well and as entrepreneur we are the optimists in the world where we really know how to focus on those things that are actually going well. That after three months of nothing, you get a hundred new downloads or you get your first paid revenue and you're now making $10 a month before you're making $0 a month from all your users. That's magical. And just cherishing those small, tiny wins, noting them down, um, sharing them on your LinkedIn or your Instagram and telling the world Those are the things that actually bring that inner motivation that continues to keep you going instead of failing out after three months. So yeah, small wins for us were getting published in, let's say TechCrunch, a Wired Magazine or Business Insider. Another one was when we actually got these publications, then we would see a spike in downloads and all of a sudden thousand new downloads and then it would actually convert into revenue. So now we're making money actually from our app, people actually paying to solve this problem. So there's a willingness to pay. Maybe when we got some big contracts from Microsoft or from Comcast, these are actually big enterprises who are trusting us with their dollars and with their IT and security to put an app inside their workplace. So good small wins that really kept us going.
1: Absolutely. I think, I think it's really, really important to kind of celebrate your small wins because in usually in life as well, you know, whenever we, you know, we, we have a setback, um, uh, we, we always concentrate on when things are not going right, but it's very important to concentrate on things that are also going right as well. And, and, and in your case, when you talked about, you know, having downloads or, you know, when you were getting traction from from, from the market, um, I think it's very important, absolutely right, to celebrate your small wins because that will give you confidence to go ahead in life and also to, uh, you know, to 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 take your business further.
0: Yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. I think it's also all in your head as well. I think if you can vision it that, you know, to go to a certain destination, it can definitely come true. It's all about like, you know, I, I, I really believe in visualization, like, you know, dreaming on about like keep visual. Obviously, inspired action is also really important. But, you know, thinking that, you know, your app can go that certain place because you have so much belief and so much power over it. So, I think that's also a, a very critical critical factor. And all these achievements, Danish, they are incredible. I think they're very big achievements. You said there were small achievements, but I think they're very, very big achievements towards where you are right now. Um,
2: I, like, I like visualization as well. I like manifestation. You try and manifest and make the universe bring stuff for you. you and yes, you can perhaps logically try and explain that with rationale. For example, there's a real thing. People come to me and tell me, Danish, I have an idea. Can I get some advice? But can you sign an NDA because I've been burnt before where people have stolen my idea? That I've literally only heard with first-time entrepreneurs or people who are so early stage because that is literally not true. Ideas are everywhere, right? Uh In the graveyard, people are leaving and leaving with their ideas. Uh Ideas are every single place. What matters is you going out there, sharing your idea with every single person, because one person you share with them, the way you're articulating your story, maybe something clicks in your head, maybe something clicks in their head. And for first-time entrepreneurs, one of the biggest tips and advice I give is literally tell the whole wide world what your idea is, because you will realize whether that idea is good or not. And as you're articulating it, it's getting clear in your mind and that is manifestation as well to an extent where you're telling the whole wide world I what you're sure working on and what everyone needs to do.
0: Exactly. I think we, I don't know, as a society, we think like everyone is our competition. They're going to steal our idea if I tell them, but I think it's all about people can help you as you can say from one angle, the story can be completely different compared to the other angles. So I think collaboratively working together, I think mm-hmm. can definitely make you win um okay so the next question is how did it make you feel when you got selected for forbes 30 under 30 and what's next for Ori? i think a very exciting question for you
2: (laughs) forbes 30 under 30 was one of my multi-year goal why because when i was in college i saw this other founder who was maybe two or three years ahead of me ed drexel and they got into Forbes 30 under 30. And I'm like, that's so cool. I want to be there. And because it's under 30, you have a life, you have like a timeline, right? You can't just be anytime. You can't go out there, do a job at Facebook, Google, and then decide, okay, I'm gonna leave and start a company, and maybe you might still be under 30. That's too long. There was a time crunch. I need to get this done as well, just like this person got. So it's been a long-term goal. I tried talking to other people at Forbes or as well as those people who have got in, try to get advice on what's the best way to get noticed, how to get out there. And after four years of not trying to get on the list, but just focusing on the problem and on ORI and scaling it, I think that's what helped us. Because initially, yes, three years before getting on the list, I was trying to figure out, ways I could hack the system and get on the list didn't really work. And then I'm like, forget it. When it comes, it comes. Let's just focus on the business. Even forgot about Forbes. And one day we were on it. Amazing. And just last week I came back from Botswana where we had the Forbes 30 under 30 Africa summit. It was beautiful. Go to experience a new part of the world, meet Forbes people, meet other under 30 listers, made lifelong friends and just got inspired and energized again.
0: Great. That's amazing. Like I think when you detach yourself from the outcome, I think so many of us, I think I've experienced in my personal life as well. When we attach ourselves to certain goal outcome, it doesn't happen. But if you let it go with faith that it will happen one day, you surrender. I think it, it I really believe in manifestation and stuff. So like, it just all works out at the end. all um, astonished like, so what's, Aura is doing so well right now. So what's next for Ori?
2: What's next for Ori? It is continuing what it is doing right now. So what is it doing? It is solving a problem. We have proven that it's one of the best ways in the whole wide world to go from zero to one in your communication skills. So we have done that. Next step when you actually do that is to scale. What does that mean? Figuring out different user acquisition strategies. So we are testing out with Facebook ads. We're testing out TikTok ads. You can find our TikTok account. It's only five followers right now. But getting there, I'm making these videos on tips on public speaking or these other fun stuff that you can see We are trying and testing and experimenting with our YouTube channel, which now has about 2,500 subscribers, which is doing better. Again, recording stuff on presentation skills, public speaking skills. And you will see here, there's a mix, right? Facebook ads, these are paid user acquisition channels. You're actually putting money out there to figure out if you can make more money. On the other hand, you have YouTube channel, which is more organic, blogging, more organic. They don't pay you off Today, they pay you off maybe one, two, three years down the road. So we're testing out a bunch of stuff just to get more and more users.
0: Amazing, That's That's truly incredible. Good luck. I'm sure it's going to do... Even more well, with especially for the TikTok and all the social media content they're trying to create.
1: So, our last question, Danish, is, is our, our favorite question. Um, that is, what was holding you back before you took the step to becoming an entrepreneur? For me, getting
2: to the entrepreneur journey was again very trial and error. It was never an intention. I know nowadays everyone is like, oh, I, I'm going to go to college, and after college, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. Or even in college, I'm going to drop out and become an entrepreneur. I think that wasn't the case maybe 9, 10 years ago. Mm. It has really, really significantly increased. So for me, it wasn't the case. Hard to say because, again, we just, we created this not because we wanted to become an entrepreneur or
0: Mm, a company.
2: It was more about, hey, let's just build it. And because... We did not have an outcome in mind, this will be a billion dollar idea, or it'll go fail. It, that was not there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There was just, let's just build this for the fun of building it. And so we did it. And when we did it, we realized, okay, let's just put it out there. And when we put it out there, we started getting downloads. We started getting recognition in the media. So then we are like, okay, there might be something here. And maybe there we had this decision to make. Should we go out, and do a normal nine to five job or do we go about and pursue this idea to whatever, till it becomes a billion dollar idea or it fails. And that's when we decided let's do this because nine to five, I could get it anytime. I could spend a year or two on Ori, did not work out. I can always go back and do a nine to five. So the risk to reward return for in my perspective was much, much higher being the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial route.
1: Amazing. Amazing. I think I, I I love the way where you kind of focused more on solving the problem and not not, you know, a lot of people when they start a business, they as you called out they want to be in Forbes or 30 and the 30 or <laughs> you know uh, um, get success like Mark Zuckerberg or you know it it it, it, it nothing comes over time it, it everything mm-hmm. takes time but I think I love the way I love your answer where you called out you know it's all about solving the problem yeah. and you, you you never knew that how how far is it, it gonna go I, I think Aura is doing really, really well but you never kind of had that aim in your mind that you know how yeah. like, how, how far not
0: focusing go. on the outcome i think you were Absolutely. so passionate about yeah. you love we love this idea we're just gonna like you know see how this goes like you said yeah. trial and error so that's why your answer to this question was a bit different i, I really like that <laughs> um so let's move on to the best part of the podcast which is a rapid fire round so you can only answer in a line or using a word so are you ready danish to get started yes okay <laughs> Okay, so the first question is, what is the one advice you would give to your younger self?
2: Don't focus so much on schooling. Try and do stuff outside of school where you can still learn and get experiences that will stay with you a lifetime.
0: Perfect. Love it
1: love it love it let's move on to the next one so now i have like a bunch of cards as you can see i want to pick one of the random cards and uh, whatever the statement is i'm going to ask what you think about it so uh so i'm going to pick one so the, the, the card that i've got is power of imagination makes an infinite power
2: of imagination makes something as infinite
1: makes makes us infinite infinite infinite
2: yes imagination Something that you're just sitting here and you can think, I believe you can do. It all starts with thinking and it all starts with imagining. Yeah. Even if it is, I want to become a billionaire and be on Forbes 30 the 30. Again, I know we, we said this is not the right way. It's not the wrong way either. Yeah. If you're imagining that, you can try and manifest that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think every everything starts in your mind. For example, the chair we are sitting on that started in someone's mind too. I think every single idea starts in someone's mind. And then how you, how that becomes a reality, it's a, it's it's a long-term process.
0: Yeah. And I also believe like if your desire, if you can think of it, that means that desire God has given to you. For a reason, everyone has different desires. I have completely different desires to you, so that's like a blessing in itself. So if you have that, then definitely it, it, it has the power of becoming true. So you should definitely go all after all, all all in all in it. Um. So the last question is: What gives you the greatest joy in your daily life?
2: What makes me happy and feel joy is when I am not stressed about time or money. The days I'm most happy is when I feel I have an abundance of time and money. And with abundance does not mean having too much. It means there's enough where you don't need to strive to get more. And when I said enough, it is subjective because for some people that enough is a very high threshold. For some, it can be a lower threshold. And it's everyone's own personal journey. What is enough to them?
0: Love it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Danish, for the answer.
1: Yeah, I love that. So uh, thank you so much, Danish, for joining us. It's such a big privilege and honor to have you. Um, and thank you so much for taking the time uh, time out for us. Um, I really hope you continue to shine and help and inspire people with your amazing idea uh, and more ideas like Ori. You are such a big inspiration to us and so many people around, around you. Um, you probably don't realize the impact that you have made on people around you by showing them that it is so important to live a life which is which is true to you and have a purpose. Um, Danish, if our audience want to connect with you or or your um, or your business, uh, where 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 they can find you?
2: Going to our website, or
1: I.com or my LinkedIn. Awesome. Thank you. Um, And um, and thank you to all of you who are listening today. We are so grateful and humbled to have you as part of our community, uh, which is growing. Um, And uh, let's let's together change lives around us. Please follow us on our Instagram page. What's holding you back and give us feedback. You can listen to us on various places such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many. Um, We are so excited for upcoming episodes. They are going to be amazing. So I am looking forward to having you back, sending you lots of love and gratitude, as well as strength for whatever you're going through. Thank you.